Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, August 26th, show number 194. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer back with us after uh, being preoccupied last weekend. So, hi, Jerry. Welcome back. Hey, yeah. Good to see you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Nice shirt. Yeah, this is a nice shirt. Thank you. Coming at you live from uh, the Ron Miller Race Car Studio 2.0. It's the Hammerdown Race Report presented by Old Shade Raceway. Coming at you live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. And uh, I think our Twitter poll might still be going. I forget what our Twitter poll was. I put it up earlier in the week, so I don't remember. Now. <laughs> Got a good Twitter poll for next week, though. But uh, just uh, hit up at Hammer Report on uh, Twitter. Find out what that is. Uh, week weeknight racing. Yeah, are you? Is it, are you yeah, that's right. right. I remember. I remember answering it, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. See, didn't remember what you answered. <laughs> yeah. You can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com. And tonight on the show, 2019 Fast Champion Cole Duncan and uh, Dwayne Hancock will be joining us a little bit later from uh, the. Attica Fremont Championship Series uh, deal. Talk and, about, and you don't want to miss that. No, one. It's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. You're going to discuss uh, the fair race at Fremont on uh, Tuesday. Where always a lots big, of action there. Always a big deal. Yeah. Big payoff for the 305 Sprint guys. It was um, a big one, yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that. We'll talk about who won and uh, who didn't win. Who didn't win, yeah. We got the weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman coming up. We have a Hammerdown Hotline tonight. We have... Uh, uh, what? Uh, how many? Chance to win a Big D's pizza. So uh, lots of stuff coming on. One thing that I've been listening to podcasts, and I think that we need to start doing, really is vocal fry. Vocal fry seems to be a big thing with popular podcasts. That's where they kind of talk like this. Sorry. Uh, uh, welcome to the uh, Hammerdown Race. It's a good. Uh, I, I think I'm all right. Out. We're done. I'm out. I'm out. All right, we're out with it. <laughs> We can't get you to do vocal for No. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, OJ. What's, what's that guy right there? Where? What? What? Dittman Motorsports? I yeah. Don't know. Uh, Never heard of him. First, uh, first uh, we need to talk about Oakshade Raceway, uh, our presenting sponsor. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night. This weekend, they keep adding things to it as the week goes. I mean, it's been uh, Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series, final night of that. Uh, Devin Shields, I believe, leading the points in that. I, I posted the points. Uh, OakshadeRaceway.com. You can check it out. It's also going to be an American Late Model Series event, 2000 to win. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Sports and Bombers, Compacts in there as well. OakshadeRaceway.com for more information. I emailed Christy because she emailed me, oh, yeah, it's also an American Late Model Series race. I'm like, so if I wait till tomorrow, is it going to become a Summer Nationals race too? <laughs> I don't think she thought that was as funny as I did. but I know. Uh, Also, uh, Dittman Motorsports. Performance parts, custom bodies, fabrication, racing fuels, Hoosier tires, and more. Give uh, Craig a call at, uh, just like. You hurt yourself? I did. Uh, my pinky's bleeding. Oh, no. Uh, give him a call, 419-283-8580. baby, is that a paper cut? It's like under my fingernail. It's like your oh, chair, geez. your chairs. The Ron Miller studio, oh. the Ron Miller race car studios is attacking me. Well, you poor baby. It's dangerous. There's another chair over there if yeah, you, I'm you good. want to trade. Uh, Big D's pizza subs, ribs, chicken, and more. Be careful where you're sticking your finger. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, 419-547-1444. Order online at uh, orderbigdspizza.com. 
Big on taste, not on price. Jerry froze. What happened? Oh, and there you're back. Okay. You had a fist in the air. It was kind of a strange uh, freezer. I also have to Good thank word. Real Gay Silhouette Decoys, uh, Romular Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos as uh, well, and we'll talk more about them a little bit later. Right now, it's time for the Racing Roundup with Jerry Keezer. Yay, this week's Racing Roundup. We're going to kick things off with, wait, where is that place? Attica Raceway Park. Colt Macedo dominated the 410 Sprint feature at Attica Raceway Park, winning by nearly five seconds over Byron Reed and Trey Jacobs. Ryan Markham held off Ryan Missler for his third UMP late model victory of the season and his 19th career win at Attica. Matt Irie finished third. Matt Foose scored his second 305 Sprint feature win of the year over Jamie Miller and Paul Weaver. At Oakshade Raceway, it was Dipman Motorsports Night. Colin Shipley closed the deal on his first ever late model feature win over a hard-charging Rusty Schlenk. Devin Shields came home third. Carter Murday won his third sportsman feature of the win of the year after a tight battle with Rusty Smith. Mike Jessen finished third in the sportsman. Adam Lance won the Bomber A-Main after leading the entire distance. Colin Schultz finished second with Jeff Folks Jr. third. Corey Gum made a late race pass to win the compact A-Main. Eric Carr edged out Jason Deschler for second. Shane Estes won the Bomber B-Main, and Taj Mitchell won the compact B. At Flat Rock Speedway, a trio of first-time winners at the level pebble, Connor Zabosian snapped Steve Cronenwet's three-race win streak to win his first late model feature. Lance Lipasek won his first street stock A-Main. Jeremy Vanderhoof was the figure-eight winner, and Rob Lydell parked it in the winner's circle after scoring his very first street stock B feature win. Champions at uh, Flat Rock, late models Eric Lee was his fifth late model championship. Dennis Wisman Jr. got his second figure-eight championship street stocks. Greg Stute clinched his third street stock title. And the Street Stock B's champion is Bobby Stewart. At Sandusky Speedway, Clayton Oliver took the victory in the Renegades over Justin Stanley and Dylan Napier. Dan Smith took the checkers in the Pure Stocks in front of Johnny Newman and Tanner Smith. In the Modifieds, it was Sam Bigham taking the victory over Preston Walker and Doug Meyer. Laney Majedley took the beginner stock feature over Spencer Atkins and Ethan Rasiska. At Montpelier Motor Speedway, Dylan Woodling took the UMP Modified feature over Bub Roberts and Derek Loesch. Irvin Turner took the Super Street feature over Glenn Bradley and Ronnie Flaw. Kyle Drew took the Hornet feature over Rodney Sutton and Allison Butler. At Waynesfield Raceway Park, former Fast on Dirt champion Cole Duncan defended the series against the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions with the win Saturday night. Corey Elison came home second, and Justin Peck rounded out the podium. Jared Horseman led all 25 laps of the KNL Ready Mix NRA Sprint Invader feature to secure his fifth series championship. Randy Hannigan came home second, and Sean Dancer coming home third. Great to see Sean back in the car after nasty wreck of the final race at Lima Land. At Shady Bull Speedway, we had the must-see racing Midwest Light Sprint cars. Joshua Sexton picked up the win over Charlie Schultz and Joey Wyckoff. Wyckoff inherited the points lead after uh, Dylan... Sorry, Dylan Watson had a nasty wreck in a heat race action, was not able to make the feature. Those two had came into the night tied in points for the must-see racing Midwest Light Sprint cars. In the Dave Nagel excavating late models, it was Bud Perry picking up the 35-lap feature win over Josh Smith and Josh Sage. The Adams Automotive Street Stocks, Josh Sage said quick time. Chris Parker picked up the win over Rodney Roush, and Sage came home third. And the Noble Armor Coating Crown Vicks. It was Sam Marquis picking up his first career feature win over Jimmy McElfresh and Zach Beatty-Lakins. And in the Herod Septic Solutions Compacts, Jimmy McElfresh set quick time, but wasn't able to crack the top three as Mike Wintrow grabbed his fifth feature win of the year over Alec Young and Bobby Terry. At Fremont Speedway, Sean Valenti sits second in the all-time win list behind Art Ball. However, he had never won a 305 sprint car feature. All of his wins had come in the dirt trucks. 
That all changed Tuesday night as he led from start to finish in the region's, region's highest-paying 305 Sprint Car event to help kick off the 169th Sandusky County Fair on Fremont Fence Night. DJ Foose finished second, and Paul Weaver rounded out the podium. In Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions action, Corey Eliason ended his almost year-long losing streak by picking up the win at I-96 Speedway on Friday night. Tyler Courtney came home second. Spencer Baston ran the, rounded out the podium. Next up for the All-Stars, Thunder on the Hill at Grandview Speedway in Bechtelville, Pennsylvania uh, tonight. And then the Jack Dunn Memorial Williams Grove tomorrow in the Kramer Clash at Lincoln Speedway on Saturday. Then he'll head to the Johnny Mackison Clash at Baps Motor Speedway in Newberrytown on Sunday the 29th. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, the first night of the Topless 100 at Batesville Motor Speedway for the Lucas Oil Late Models, was rained out. Jimmy Owens picked up his first victory of the season on Friday night at the prelimi preliminary night of the Topless 100. Owens took the lead at the drop of the green flag and led the entire distance. Tim McCready came home from the fifth starting spot to finish second, and Nick Hoffman finished third in a close and dramatic finish. Hudson O'Neill barely edged out Jonathan Davenport at the finish line to win the 29th annual Comp Cams Topless 100. Brandon Hoverton came home third. Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models, the Rumble by the River at Port Royal Speedway in Pennsylvania tonight through Saturday. Word of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action. Friday's event at River City Speedway was postponed due to rain. On Saturday, Donnie Schatz took the lead from Logan Shuhart with eight laps to go at Red River Valley Speedway and survived the final restart to set, take his second Word of Outlaws victory of the season. David Gravel finished second, and James McFadden, McFadden rounded out the podium. David Gravel parked his Houston Speedway number two in Victory Lane at none other than Houston Speedway, a track promoted by his big game motorsports car owner, Todd, Quir Todd Quiring. Austin McCarl finished second with Jacob Allen third. It was this Jacob's first podium of the season. Sheldon Hanshield took the lead late on Wednesday at River City Speedway, but Brad Sweet passed Hod coming off a turn two on the final lap. The two drivers battled to the checkered with Sweet taking the win. Carson Macedo rounded out the podium. Next up for the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, the FVP Platinum Battery Showdown at I-80 Speedway in Greenwood, Nebraska on Friday, and the Rushmore Outlaw Showdown at Black Hill Speedway in Rapid City, South Dakota on Sunday. The World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Models, Brandon Shepard and Max Blair waged an epic battle in the World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Model Series event at Orange County Speedway on Thursday night. The two were side-by-side -side coming out of turn four to take the checker flag with Shepard coming out on top by just inches. The victory was Shepard's fifth win of the season. Tyler Bruning, Bruning finished third. Greg Satterley anticipated the green flag on the restart and got the jump on Max Blair. He, he succeeded and took the World of Outlaws late model series win at Williams Grove on Friday night. Satterley inherited the lead when Kyle Larson broke with 10 laps to go. Chris Madden finished second, and Kyle Hardy rounded out the podium. Larson led every lap of the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings late model series feature at Sharon Speedway to take his second series victory on Saturday night. Ryan Gustin used the cushion to mount a challenge, but came up short and finished second. Brandon Shepard rounded out the podium, and then Shepard held on for the World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Models win Sunday night at Erie Speedway. Dave Hess, who needed a provisional after an incident in the heat race, drove to second place after starting last, and Chubb Frank finished third. Next up for the World of Outlaws Late Models, the Quad Cities 150 at Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa, tonight through Saturday. Arkham Menard Series was, was in action with Ty Gibbs dominating the Henry Ford Health Systems 200 of Michigan en route to his eighth victory this season. Corey Heim finished second, and Nick Sanchez rounded out the podium. Heim dominated the Allen Crow 100 at the Illinois State Fairgrounds Sunday. Heim started on the pole and led all but a handful of laps during the 100-lap feature on the one-mile clay oval. Ty Gibbs came home second, and Taylor Gray finished third. 
Next up for the ARCA Series, the Sprecher 150 at the Milwaukee Mile on Sunday at 3 p.m. on MAV-TV and NBC Track Pass. In NASCAR action, Sheldon Creed dominated the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoff opener, the Toyota 200 at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, leading 142 of 163 laps to take the victory Friday night. Creed beat Matt Kraft into the finish line by .292 seconds in an overtime finish. Ben Rhodes came home third. In the Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger came on, out on top of three overtime restarts to win the NASCAR Xfinity Series New Holland 250 on Saturday afternoon at Michigan. Brandon Jones, who pushed Allmendinger to the lead on the last restart, settled for second, and Noah Gregson rounded out the podium. The dinger. In the Cup Series. <laughs> dinger, yeah. Dinger. I'm a fan of Allmendinger. He, he's yep. a guy that, you know, done a lot in IndyCar everything came over to NASCAR and, and had some success had some downfall and and kind of has kind of redeemed himself I'm glad to see him yeah. doing a good job in the Xfinity series so uh, in the Cup Series Ryan Blaney snatched the lead away from William Byron during a restart with eight laps left in Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series Firekeepers Casino 400 in Michigan he then had to play defense for the final laps to hold off Byron and Larson who finished second and third respectfully good race next up for the yeah yeah, Next up for the cup. Series. A lot of Michigan races are pretty boring, but that yep, one was pretty this, good. This was a that was a very good one. I've always liked the the Xfinity or Bush series, or you know whatever it's always been. I've always liked watching it more at Michigan than than the Cup series. But yeah, this time around it, it was definitely really good. Show. Next up for the Cup series, the Coke Zero Sugar Four Hundred at the Daytona International Speedway this Saturday on NBC at seven p.m. The Xfinity Series is in action with the Wawa 200 or 250 at Daytona on Friday at 7.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The trucks are in action in the In It to Win 200 at Darlington on Sunday, September 5th at 1.30 on Fox Sports 1. In the NTT IndyCar Series, Joseph Newgarden won the Bon Marito. I hope I said that right. Bomarito. Automotive Group Flight. Bomarito. 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 Not like a big burrito. Kind of. Bomarito. Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway for the third time in six races. With an impressive drive Saturday night, he led 138 of the 260 laps. Pato Award finished .5397 seconds behind Newgarden. Will Power rounded out the podium. Next up for the IndyCars, the Grand Prix of Portland on Sunday, September 12th at 3 p.m. on NBC. And in other notes... Summer uh, Dirt Car Summer Nationals winners last Thursday, Devin Moran picked up the win at I-96. Friday, it was Ashton Winger at Tri-City, and Winger backed it up. Saturday at Merritt Speedway, Bobby P Pierce was crowned the Summer Nationals champion. Kyle Larson won the third, driven to save lives, BC39 feature of the dirt track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He survived contact from Thomas Meserol with five laps to go. The contact broke the front end of T-Mez's car. Larson held off Justin Grant during the final five laps, and Brady Bacon finished third. And that'll do it for this week's Racing Roundup. I think I saw something about T-Mez's uh, merchandise trailer leaving the track. Was It was his, yeah, where didn't clear the tunnel to get out, which... Made me think, how did it get in? Because it, uh, it like ripped the top off of like a can opener. I saw yeah. the pictures, but how did it get into the track then? Did it grow while it was in the track? Uh, maybe it kind of acted like a funnel going in and like a cork stopper, I, going, I just, it, cork the, stopper going out. There was just unanswered it questions. Came in a different tunnel or a different entrance maybe and decided that well i can fit through the that tunnel could so be, maybe, that way. Different angle. maybe the entrance tunnel is uh taller than the exit tunnel they want you to stay <laughs> yeah 
I feel bad for Gmez. He he most of his deal. I mean, merchandise. He's he's kind of like Hod and Shield, you know, where the, the fans really paved the way for him to to keep going the road and do the things that he does. And and Gmez is such a great guy. He's so exciting. And uh, yeah, went out a different tunnel. I was wondering. Uh-huh. Dave knows everything. So, thanks, thanks, producer Dave. Yes, associate producer Dave. There. Uh, yeah, just ignore that ten foot six sign that's on the top of the. <laughs> it's like that one railroad underpass that yeah. it's like YouTube videos of all these rider trucks just peeling the top off. That's kind of there, there's you know, one in Tiffin that does that too. That's <laughs> famous for that. I see. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I, I I used to drive a Pepsi truck, and I, I was always nervous going under it, even though I knew I was well under it. But yeah. So. All right, we're going to talk to Cole Duncan here in just a second. Uh, first, got to mention Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, manufactured here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. That's 419-800-8100. And check out some of the uh, Real Geese apparel on uh, the website there as well. Also, freeze frame photos for all your racing photo needs. They have action shots, victory lane shots, and... If uh, you post to your victory lane shot on your personal Facebook page, um, people say fake news or Photoshop. Or... <laughs> I was like, man, why did I even put that up there? Jeez, that that was that was brutal. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, good photos there from uh, Freeze Frame Photos. Uh, they have all your favorite drivers, and as we mentioned, all your non-favorite drivers as well. Yeah, they, they do special they, photo shoots by appointment. Uh, give them a call. Uh, 419-476-9978. That's 476-9978. And uh, they have the custom uh, merchandise as well, the calendars, the can koozies, all, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, with that, now that we got the bills paid, how about we uh, dial up Mr. Uh, Cole Duncan here? I'm going to call him Cole Macedo just because it's the only Cole I know. Actually, there is another Cole I know. I used to work with a Cole. Cole Trickle? No, there is Cole Trickle. Oh, yeah. We should call him Cole Trickle. Maybe he was <laughs> named after Cole Trickle. I don't know. Dial him up here. I'm going to call him Cole Trickle now. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe he won't answer because he's been listening. <laughs> oh, Scott, what have you done? Um, I've done nothing. Hopefully he gave me the right number here. You've been catfished. Maybe. <laughs> Feature winner at... Uh, ...has been forwarded to an uh-oh. automated voice messaging system. Uh-oh, it's going to give the number, isn't Six. it? Six. Yep, see? We'll, uh, put that down and... Uh, One. Yep, yep. Two, two, two is not available. At the tone, please record your message. message. When you've finished recording, you may game. hang up oh, sure. or press one for more options. Cole! Hey, Cole! Oh, Pick Cole. up your phone! It's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Uh, we'll try. We'll try and call you again here. Give us. Uh, give us a call at this. Uh, this uh, number that uh, we just called from, if you would, please. We'd like to talk to you and congratulate you on your uh, win at uh, Waynesfield this past. I'm weekend. telling you, Scott, he was listening. Oh well, don't listen to anything that guy says. Just give us a call. All right, we'll try and call him again here. What are you pointing at, Ron? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. And let's try this one more time. <laughs> Fake news. All right, here we go. Maybe he's out working in the, the shop or something. I just talked to him yesterday. No, I guess it was Tuesday. It was a couple days ago.
Again, we're calling up the uh, fast. Hello. Is this Cole? Yeah. Cole, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and uh, Jerry Keezer, Hammer Down Racing Report. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Ignore our message we just left you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all right. Don't, don't hang no, up I and apologize. call us back. <laughs> So all good. Uh, is this a good time? We good? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's fine. First, uh, I want to congratulate you on the uh, victory over there at uh, Waynesfield on uh, Saturday night. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I assume that's your new favorite racetrack. <laughs> it's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, it's definitely in the top three now. Now, what uh, you you've just you've described uh, driving a four ten at Waynesfield in a very specific way. Uh, would you? Mind sharing that with us, uh, what it's like to drive a 410 at Wayne's Field? Yeah, I think one time I said uh, it's like driving a fighter jet in a gymnasium. And uh, I would say that's still true. Fighter jet in a gymnasium. Hopefully this is the right. There we go. Yeah, there's Cole. Now we got you on the screen here, a little picture of you. Um, so how, how did you get your uh, – how long have you been driving 410s? It's been, uh, what, since it, it's been over 10 years now, about, what, 15 years? Yeah, pretty close. I think I think I ran my first race in '07, maybe. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. And you uh, you started out in uh, quarter midgets and made the jump right into four tens, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they had like Attic and Fremont had a, a three hundred five deal was still pretty popular back then, like it is now. And um, you know, the cars were basically the same back then. They were running. Uh, steel wheels and stuff like that but at the time financially for my family it just didn't make sense to get in a 305 for a couple of years and then you know try and sell a 305 motor and the steel wheels and you know for less than what the bottom for and then jump into the 410 so um, we bought a, a roller from Rob Cheney that was actually an ex uh Jack Hodenshield car with the Elden group and uh, eventually went back and, and bought the motor from Rob too and that's what we started with. So how, how big was a, a, an adjustment going from a quarter midget jumping right into a, a 410? I, it was obviously yeah. uh, really big you know power wise every, everything was just different but uh, you know I'd been around it my whole life because my dad had done it you know, basically his whole life. So um, that helped a ton, and, and having my dad around definitely helped a ton. So um, it was definitely a big jump, and, you know, you never stop learning in those things. We're, we're still learning today, so um, it's always a big learning curve. Speaking of your dad, uh, you, you passed him on the all-star win list after this win at Waynesfield this past weekend. Has he given you any grief about that at all? <laughs> no, he actually hadn't even said a word. He probably doesn't realize it yet. But... <laughs> he does now. Well, he does now. Did you realize it? Uh, yeah, I kind of knew where he was at there. But, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things you don't talk about until somebody else brings it up. So. I, I assume he still helps you with uh, with the car then and, and, help, and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. It's You know, our 22 car is still a family deal. Um, you know, my mom, dad, my wife, and then uh, our crew, Jamie and Jeff. And, you know, we got definitely all our sponsors that help us. But, yeah, my dad is a huge part of it. Um, 
you know, he's the one that's with me in the shop every week and, and stuff like that. So, it, it, you know, I'd, I really wouldn't want to do it any other way with my family car. You know, it's, it's great having him and, you know, I look to, to him for advice on anything, you know, racing or life. So, um, really good to have him around and glad he's still willing to do it with me. And that's, uh, that's where your, uh, number 22 comes from, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was number 22 and, and then I just happened to be born on the 22nd of March. So I guess it all just worked out. Cool. And, and you, you're a lot like your dad, you, you, you guys, uh, you know, he was kind of a, more of a, a, a local type racer and would hit the all-star shows when they came to town and, and had some pretty good success. And now your career is kind of following that same path. Are you still hopeful to move up and, and go chase the outlaws one of these days? Yeah, I'd love to, you know, if the right opportunity came around, but, um, you know, also there's the reality of, you know, I've got a, a house and a mortgage and, you know, a job and, you know, everything that's, that's hard to leave home, um, to basically quit all that and go on the road full time. So, it's it's something I'd like to check off my bucket list, you know, before I'm done, whether that's a reality or not. But um, it would have to be absolutely the right situation. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how regular life gets in the way of that, and you know, that's <laughs> that's got to be a huge commitment uh, to to run that uh, schedule as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys probably race eighty or ninety times a year, and you know, they do. Not so much last couple of years, but you know their California swings are normally a month long, you know, two or three week Pennsylvania swings and stuff like that. So I'd say you're probably away from them more than you're at home. Yeah. Now uh, you've raced uh, with with the uh, the World of Outlaws a few times over the years, and what's what's the the best you've finished uh, running with those guys? Uh, we ran third at a race in Charlotte. Uh, back a few years ago in my car and then um, we ran fourth at the King's Royal uh, with Eddie Neumeister and, and the Fishers. So those are probably my two best runners. We've had a couple more top fives and some top tens with them too. So been been pretty fortunate. Been able to be pretty competitive with them, but those guys are the best in the world for a reason. It's hard to do. And you're using your own uh, equipment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll get somebody to call me and jump in their car, and always thankful for those opportunities. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's most of our schedule consists of running our own equipment. Are you running for the uh, the fast championship uh, again uh, this year? Uh, no, we missed a few races in between. I forget what it was. Like we we didn't make it down to the big uh, West Virginia race there a couple weeks ago because our our good motor was down um so once we kind of fell off track there we started kind of moving our schedule around to to races that made more sense financially for us i guess i should say gotcha so uh you're you're not going for any championships or anything right now you're just kind of picking and choosing uh, where to run yeah pretty much um we were leading the atomic points and uh, we we missed Atomic to run Waynesfield last weekend, so I'm not sure where that stacks us back up in the points there. 
uh, we may still have a shot at, at winning that um, if nothing else conflicts. But with rainouts and everything, you know, like you normally have late in the season, it'll it'll just kind of decide on that. But yeah, we, we'll pretty much just pick and choose and do what makes sense and what seems like fun. I've never really been a huge points racer anyway. You know, a lot of times you get towards the end of the year and the points take the fun out of the racing and you know, we all have real jobs, so the fun part is getting to go racing. Gotcha. What beginning of the season, Cole? You, you had some bad luck at, at Waynesfield the opening night down there in March. How big did, was this win at Waynesfield this past weekend, as far as redeeming from that that uh, wadding that one up? Yeah, definitely. It. Uh, you know, Waynesfield is one of those places I've always really enjoyed, and it it probably opened up around the time I started racing. And uh, like I told you, it's always been one of my favorite tracks, but I've never never won there and really thought we were going to win the opener there and just got caught up with the lap car first and then coming back up through there, um, got into another, another crash there at Torpor race car. But, uh, it was, it was pretty cool to kind of get the monkey off my back and definitely cool for it to be an all-star race. And, and on top of that, Shane Helms that promotes. Wayne's Field is, is one of my big sponsors, so really cool that it all kind of came together and we were able to get a win for ourselves and for Shane there at Wayne's Field. So what do you consider your, your home track? Do you have a home track? Yeah, Atomic would be my home track. Okay. I'm about 40 miles from there, and then uh, Wayne's Field is probably the second closest track. So both of those two, I, I guess, would be considered my home track. What do, you, what do you think about all these uh, young guys from California coming to Ohio to uh, go sprint car racing and try and make a name for themselves? I I think there's a reason they do it. You know, obviously, Ohio, uh, you know, not just Ohio, but Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah. and, and uh, they all produce really good race car drivers. And you don't have to go very far to see that, or you can go as far back as you want to see that. Um, California obviously has no shortage of talent, um, but they just don't have as many big races, I think, as we have around here. And I think that's where you get uh, the majority of those guys traveling this way because I, I truly do think we have some of the best races around here. So um, well, and you proved, always good. You proved that this last weekend because you're a local guy and you beat the big boys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure it's, it's a good testament for us. Um, and, and there's other guys around here that have done the same thing. Absolutely. But you, racing is one of those things you can go from zero to zero, you know, within a span of 24 hours if you're not careful. <laughs> so, um, you know, we hopefully we can keep the run going, but you never know the next time we track, you know, we may, we may look like zeros. So that's just how quick the sport changes. So, other than your father, are, are there any other drivers uh, you kind of look up to uh, as your career has progressed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I grew up watching my dad, so um, you know the drivers that I grew up with and and watching and you know being friends with, you know, Kevin Huntley is the first one to come to mind. Todd Kane and uh, you know Byron Reed and guys like that, Mark Egan, uh, guys around here and you know the next generation I guess they're the same generation but race longer you got Dale Blaney's and the Tim Shapers and guys like that that you know those were the guys I was trying 
to mimic and beat early on in my career. So those are definitely guys that I look up to. Cool. Uh, so what's uh, what's the next race on your schedule? You got something, anything going on this weekend? I think we're going to take this weekend off a uh, little bit with the, the tire shortage and being able to get tires. And, uh, we're still waiting to get some pistons for our good motors. So I think we'll take this weekend off. And uh, I'd say the next race will probably be uh, the all-star race at Attica. I'm, I'm sure you saw the uh, the post uh that, that Hoosier is expecting another price increase September 1st. Um, is, is that going to have an effect on car counts? I, I think it already has. Yeah. You know, it, it's no secret that it's hard. It's hard to get tires right now. And, and just like with any industry, you know, I don't think the, the quality is terrible because I don't see tires coming apart and stuff like that. But, um, it's hard to get the sizes you want because, you know, I don't, I don't know that they're producing. Obviously, they're not producing as much as they were able to a couple of years ago uh, with the workers and stuff like that. So everybody's taken up, you know, the good sizes and there's this matching sizes that gives you the sizes you want. Um, and I think that takes a little bit of a toll on car counts. And then obviously the price increase. It is what it is. We get, you know, their business. They got to do what they got to do. But it, it definitely takes its toll on, you know, picking and choosing guys like us that, you know, might sit out this weekend, like I said, for that fact. So, yeah, I think it will definitely have its toll on car counts. I don't think you'll see it at the big shows. I think it'll be more local show car counts more than anything. Yeah, a lot of guys have been talking that, that they've been having problems, uh, dirt and pavement, coming up with the stagger that they feel they need. Um, yeah, sizing is, is probably as big an issue as cost right now. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that 100%. And Cole is an example, then, of what you're talking about, of affecting car count. He's taking the weekend off Yeah, because of the tires, so... <laughs> Uh, something, right. something you may not know, but uh, we had a streak going, uh, a pretty good streak of our guests uh, that have been on the show go on to win their next race. So uh, we're hoping pick, that you can pick your, pick your next race very carefully. Well, it's the All Star Race at Attica, <laughs> so we we expect to see you in Victory Lane there talking to Brian Liskai uh, after that race. That would be very cool. I hope hope I don't uh, jinx you guys, or I hope you didn't jinx me. However, that works. Uh, we're, we're good. We're good. You want to give a, a shout out to your sponsors before we let you go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ohio Heating, uh, Shane Helms and Helms Construction, uh, Motor City, Ecoman, Wolf Composites, uh, Matt, Con- Matt Hummel with Factory Team, uh, Scott Grassman. Uh, those those are definitely the people that, that keep us going up and down the road and, and help us get to the next one. Excellent. Right, one last question here because uh, Ron Ron's a, a late model guy, a dirt late model guy. Have you ever I'm had a race car guy? Don't start. well, I know that, but you <laughs> you like to you you change pavement people to dirt people, and uh, you seem to try and change uh, sprint people to, to late model people. Nah, but you my, can't change sprint my, car. People. My question is: Have you ever had the uh, the urge to to get in a stock car uh, and go racing, or, or is it open wheels all the way for you? Uh, no, I I pretty much drive about anything. Um, the one good thing, I guess, 
in, in the open wheel world is we race a lot or you can race a lot if you want to. So I don't have very many free weekends, but have never really got the opportunity to go race in different divisions or, uh, different kind of cars once we got started in the sprint car world, but, uh, definitely not opposed to it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe later on in my career, that opportunity will come. That pesky Larson kid seems to do okay <laughs> jumping in different seats. In anything. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I think he might be superhuman or something. <laughs> <laughs> that explains yeah. it. Superhuman. Well, most of the racers we do talk to, they, they pretty much say, if it's got wheels, I'll race it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think a real racer would tell you the same thing. Awesome. Well, Cole, uh, we appreciate the time, and uh, we wish you luck uh, at the All-Star Race uh, the next time we see you and, and for the rest of the season. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Good yeah. talking with you, Cole. All right. We'll see you. There you go. Cole, Cole Duncan, uh, 410 Sprint Car uh, Driver there, won the fast um, uh, All-Star co-sanctioned event at uh, Waynesfield the other day. I can't talk and, like, do things at the same time. <laughs> no multitasking. I can't chew gum it. and rub my belly at the same time. It's too much. Uh, we'll, we're going to talk to uh, Dwayne Hancock here in uh, about five minutes or so uh, about that incident at, uh, at Fremont uh, this past weekend. About the terrific or race. Or this past Tuesday. Come yeah, on, and, we and, don't talk about bad stuff. No, 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 but it was a, I mean, it was a pretty spectacular thing, and it was on – but we'll show you the video, and you guys can make your own determination. I don't know all the details of it. That's kind of why I wanted to get uh, Dwayne on here. Uh, he was there and was part of the, the thing. It was a Attica Fremont Championship uh, Series 305 race, a very high-paying one as well. And uh, we're going to get his uh, view on it and take and, and everything and, and go over the video and whatever. Uh, so if you're listening to us on uh, on iHeartRadio or Google Podcast, whatever, you may want to check out the video version. Skip ahead to where are we about? Well, 45 minutes into uh, the podcast, uh, the video on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, and you can see what we're talking about. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, we'll go over some uh, racing news here real quick. Oh, cool. What was, what was that look, Jerry? News? 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. News? So on Friday, uh, the Arc of Menard Series took the green flag at uh, Michigan, and on lap one, I guess uh, Drew Dollar got loose under Thad Moffitt, and uh, they kind of... Bumped. They bumped up into the wall. There was no caution. They went to the pits, uh, fixed the cars. They both got out there. And uh, Drew Dollar decided to, or Thad Moffat decided to, to get even with, with Thad there. I, I guess he thought that Thad did that on purpose. I don't know. Or was just mad that it happened in the first place on the first lap. Uh, either way, it ended up very bad for Tim Richmond, not the Tim Richmond that uh, – tragically passed away years ago different tim richmond new tim we'll call him new tim richmond current tim <laughs> current tim richmond we'll go with. tim uh, richmond v2 there you go uh which i don't know if he's related or not i don't think he uh, is. i don't know but uh anyway uh moffitt uh or no oh, i lost who it was i get i keep getting them confused yeah moffitt uh, i guess caught back up to dollar uh wrecked them and Tim Richmond got caught up in the whole deal, and he had nowhere to go, drove right into the door of uh, Dollar, and uh, both got a tow back to the pits. We're done for the day. Uh, ARCA team owner Alex Chubb posted an update on uh, his uh, club motorsports driver via social media. Club stated, it says, 
about Tim Richmond. We have some sad news to announce. Tim Richmond is out indefinitely. He has broken. He has a broken tibia and fractured Ooh. ankle. Ooh. Uh, we have to wait for the swelling to go down to see what the next move is for surgery. We will uh, release more information when we can. Uh, it's another big hit for RCM. Tim Richmond commented via social media. Thank you, everyone, for the wishes and prayers as you commented, or as you uh, know. Wishes as prayer, as you know, was involved in an accident yesterday at Michigan Speedway, unquote, as a quote. I think there's missing a word there. No. Speak, I well, do. No, note to uh, Tim Richmond's car owner, if, if you're looking for a driver, call Hammerdown Motorsports. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, so another instance of <laughs> of uh, payback. and uh, Involving somebody that somebody shouldn't have that, been. That wasn't, wasn't part of the deal at all, and that pretty much is a bad situation there for, for him. So I... I he hasn't really made any comments about that that I've seen, so um, I'd be a little hot under the collar. But uh, some sad. Yeah. What's that? Oh, just yeah, a, I'd be a little, little hot under the collar, collar too. Yeah. That'd be a yeah. Uh, Robin Miller uh, has been called a talented journalist, a curmudgeon, and many other things uh, during a legendary career in motorsports journalism. Miller died uh, early Wednesday at the age of seventy-one at the, after a lengthy battle uh, with cancer. He broke into journalism uh, with. Got to turn the page. Page two. Yeah, page two. Uh, the Indianapolis Star in 1968. Miller worked uh, for ESPN, Speed, and later NBC Sports Network. In recent years, Racer Magazine and Racer.com have been home for the majority of Miller's written work. Ironically, Miller also uh, presented the Robin Miller Award to uh, Venner Motorsports announcer Bob Jenkins in May. Jenkins died on August 9th after his own battle with cancer. Uh, did you see uh, Bubba Wallace's car at MIS this weekend? Did not. You didn't notice no. anything? He, he must not have had much camera time. Oh. oh, well, he is. if he did, you'd notice the number on uh, the roof was upside down compared to everybody else's. Oh. It's supposed to be facing the driver's door. Tower. No, tower. it was facing the tower, but it's supposed to be facing. In NASCAR, no. it's supposed to be facing the inside. Really? I don't remember why, but there's an old rule that states that it's supposed to, and it was a rule violation, but no penalty was issued. Because they, really? They, 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 it, that was before the electronic scoring and all that stuff. Uh, Jay- well, maybe because the banking, so cameras can see the top of the roof. Yeah, it could be. Jay might, might could be. Jay Fabian. <laughs> That's a non-story. I'm just moving on. Uh, Jay Fabian Fabian was a NASCAR (laughs) Cup Series director. He stepped away from his role with uh, NASCAR just the other day. Uh, Reasons were not listed, but uh, coincidentally, Fabian is due to appear in court on September 27th of this year for a cruelty to animals case. That's all the details there. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, finally, Ken Schrader drove a 29-year-old car to victory last weekend in the uh, Sportsman Nationals at Springfield, at the Springfield Mile at the uh, Illinois State Fairgrounds. It was a 1992-built uh, or bullet chassis. Ooh! So apparently, old cars can still win races. Well, uh, with old drivers behind the wheel. Well, yeah. Springfield Mile. He's young compared to you, though, isn't he? 66. I think I'm going to go pull the plug on this thing. <laughs> How about we bring uh, Dwayne in the same? It is my electricity, you know. know, That's true. (laughs) Dwayne Hancock, how's it going? All right. How are you guys doing? Oh, Oh, just insane. Yeah, something like that. So I I heard that slam, you know. I mean, (laughs) you know, I think you guys should have a match race. You need to get a bomber there, uh, Ron, and like five lap match race with Scott there. Yeah. Or I need to get a late model. (laughs) 
There you go. Either way, it'll work. Yeah. Maybe Rusty will let you use his backup car there, yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Steve will let me use his car. All right. I'm sure Jerry can probably get something from, uh, you know, our buddy Randy. <laughs> oh, I knew it was coming. I, I, that's why I got my Dwayne Hancock lookalike back here. <laughs> hey, didn't that used to be up in the tower? Yes. And that was At one what, time that was yeah, in the tower. We're not going to go because mine's bigger than mine's than bigger than Dan's. Dan's yes. Yes, it, yes. There's a there's way too much uh, that. So how was uh, the racing uh, Tuesday at Fremont? <laughs> it was good. I mean, uh, uh, I mean. It was good, and uh, a huge thanks to all of our supporters, uh, not only sponsors, but uh, individual fans and people came on board. Um, over $19,000 is uh, what the person wow. be with the track and our bonuses. And, uh, you know, this is a division that races for 5400 or almost 5500 bucks a week. So, uh, Dwayne, what's, what's a normal sprint car purse? Well, that's uh, – their normal 305 purse uh, for the A main is like 5480 bucks. Yeah, but a four, uh, what's what's a 410 purse? That the 305 the the 305s had to be very near to what the 410s run. Oh, it's over. Yeah, that's the, amazing. The normal the normal one on a Saturday night is $12,000 for the wow. 410s. So how much yeah. did uh, how, I, I I just kept seeing the numbers go up uh, with with uh, how much uh, was uh, on the line to win there uh, during the week. How much did uh, Sean Valeni end up pocketing there for the win? Well, I paid uh, $4,100, but we had lap money. So he actually got 850 bucks in lap money. Uh, he won the f- 100 extra dollars for first time ever uh, career sprint car win um, at Fremont Speedway, then $100 from the Hall of Fame. So that's, 50, Hall of Fame. Like fi- that's 5100 bucks so far? A little more yeah, than that, yeah it's a little over five grand. Wow. That's not a bad That's answer. awesome. That, that's that's got to be a big payday for him. Then he won hot laps. I think that's what started it all off. Uh, we we <laughs> paid for hot laps, and he won that. And I told him, I said, there could be a lot more. And uh, he took me serious, I guess. <laughs> so uh, the, the reason we brought you on, there was a, a video going around. Uh, things got a little ugly, I guess, during one of the heat races uh, on Tuesday night as well. And I wasn't sure of all the players involved and everything, and you were there, and I, I kind of wanted to bring you on to, to kind of go over that. Uh, you want to check out the video here and, and kind of tell us uh, what, what went on? Yeah, give us a voiceover. Okay. Here, and you might have to un- – when I, when I hit play on this, it's going to mute your microphone, so unmute yourself if, if you can here. Oh, okay. okay. All right, here's, uh, here's the video. Unmute yourself, Dwayne. Click on that little microphone there. You've got a microphone with a line through it. <laughs> Click on that. There we go. There you go. All That's right. There he is. Button. So, uh, yeah, Zeb Sable. Do you want us to go back, start that over? Uh, we can if you want. All right, well, we'll start it over, and, uh, and you're going to have to unmute yourself again. <laughs> yeah, but now he knows okay. how to do it. Now I know where it's at. I was hitting the wrong unmute button. Gotcha. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Start of the heat race. Uh, Zeph Sable, Tyler Schulich get together. There's Zeph Sable uh, flipping pretty hard there. Um, you know, then he gets out. Uh, this is uh, towards the end here. That's uh, Zeph's car owner uh, and Tyler Schulich's dad. Uh, then, uh, as you can see, um, Schulich gets out of the car and gets in it, and then uh, kind of all hell breaks loose. Who's uh, the driver that was smart enough to keep his helmet on? 
Tyler Shulik. <laughs> All right. Security down to the infield, please. Security down to the infield. So, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, – to me, it was just a racing deal. I mean – That's kind of what it looked like to, to – to, we were discussing that, too. That's kind of what I thought. I didn't think it was uh, worth in, in your eye, how did, how did it happen? Uh, to me, I thought uh, Zeph Sabo ran over Tyler Shulik, to be honest, in my opinion. But, okay. you know, I, I wasn't driving either car, but uh, – Obviously, Seth didn't see it that way. <laughs> um, oh, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it got out of control. I mean, I have no problem with uh, drivers, um, you know, having uh, with a each confrontation. other. confrontation. Yes. A discussion. We used to have Hewitt's Law. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, sometimes that's how you had to straighten the guys out. But uh, when you get car owners and sponsors and car owners uh, – um sons and uh crewmen and just bystanders and get that that that's the part that uh gets uh, to me uncalled for now from from what i understand at least at the tracks I, i've been to the drivers are responsible for their crews yep. correct so was were there any repercussions from any of this um unfortunately not um <laughs> we thought there was gonna be and um you know, it's uh, to me there has to be um, because one all year, and uh, I might get in trouble for some of this, but you know, I really don't care. That's, that's good. <laughs> we appreciate that. But uh, they've been on the truck drivers' crap all year, which the truck drivers admit a lot of it's their own doing. But uh, they've suspended every truck driver um, this year that's had been an incident and trying to set a precedence. So when you let an incident like this go unpunished and as you said i mean it's viral everywhere and you see it um they can't bitch when the truck drivers uh start doing it again <laughs> you know and the truck drivers has a legit complaint because um you know as you've seen i mean obviously uh things got out of control and um to me it doesn't matter what your name is uh what your association is or what uh rules are rules and um it doesn't matter who it is uh, they should be gone now does that does uh, I want to I want to circle back on the with the the trucks uh, here, but uh, first uh, back to Tuesday night. Does any of those actions does that affect anything with uh, the AFCS uh, as far as points go? No, um, actually, neither driver uh, Shulik isn't a member. Zeth is, but that was only a second show all year because uh, yeah. he's been running four tens. So um, both of them are pretty much non-players in uh, our series anyway. So. Um, uh, not really because, uh, you know, the track has the power, and so it's all up to them to uh, do it. I mean, I don't have the power to tell them they can't come to the track, so, uh, you know, it's all going to be up to the track. Okay. Now, you mentioned that the, the trucks. Has there been uh, incidents, like, uh, similar to, to what we just saw with uh, yeah, some of the there's been a few incidents this year, um, and, and they've got suspended, uh, you know, right for so, and they've all owned it. Was it, uh, was it drivers fighting or was it crews fighting? Uh, all the above. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and, they, and they're not, you know, I mean, but they've owned it. I mean, to me, they've owned it uh, here. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the, there's some track workers trying to get them to leave. And then it got, they didn't. And they was like, oh, we're just defending this guy and defending that guy. That's fine. You're defending guys. But just, it should be between the two drivers, in my opinion. Uh, there shouldn't be crew members. There shouldn't be car owners. There shouldn't be sponsors. There shouldn't be car owners' sons. There shouldn't be car owners' cousins, aunts, wives, the neighbors' dogs, sitter, whatever. You know, should be the two drivers. Uh, 
You know, and I don't have a problem with uh, two drivers, uh, you know. Discussing. Yes, discussing. and uh, As long as they're you, smart enough to leave their helmets on. Well, you, you know, I mean, uh, I grew up watching Jack Hewitt, and sometimes uh, maybe some of this, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jerry, I mean, some of this uh, driving, aggressive driving with these, uh, I don't know, neither one, I'm not going to say either one of these guys had a deep pocket full of money, but uh, we see it a lot nowadays where these young kids come in and, but that's problem too. You get some of these young kids that can dirty a driver and you can't confront them because they're 16. <laughs> now, do you yeah. think, uh, this kind of, this kind of, uh, incident, uh, if, if there is no punishment is, you know, is that inviting more similar incidents in the future? 100%. <laughs> 100. I mean, fans loved it. I mean, which is fine, but you can't, I mean, to go with, uh, that question, um, there was an incident later in the A main and, uh, one of the, one of the drivers is, uh, dad says, why? Well, there's no repercussions, but we're going to go get them. And, you know, they watched an eye on it, but, uh, yeah, it just opens up a door, uh, that, uh, nobody wants open for seven or eight races yet. I think because, uh, I, I mean, as a talk of the thing, obviously. And, uh, but, uh, I think something needs to be done, but, uh, you know, it might not, I, I don't know, but that's just my personal opinion. I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious, uh, who the players were and, uh, right there. And it's so, on video. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's on video live on live streaming all over. I mean, I had literally people from Australia texting me <laughs> <laughs> going, Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> as one of our teams said, you know, Don King, Dwayne, Dana White and Dwayne Hancock, uh, best fight promoters. <laughs> <right now. laughs> did you have a chance to talk to either of the drivers involved in that? I uh, did not. Okay. Nope. Neither. Just... neither uh, one of the family members of one of the drivers uh, contacted me uh, yesterday uh, about some things. And um, um, I'm just wondering I, I, if, if there was hard feelings between them, because like, like you said, originally, it kind of just looked like a racing incident. Yes. To me, it was. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I just thought it was a racing incident that kind of blew up and, um, you know, I mean, one driver approached the other one while he's still strapped in his car. So, you, you know, I think they should just let the drivers, uh, and, and that's why the family members came out or the it, car it, owners and family it, members, but still. To me, you just let the driver settle up. And just because a driver approaches another car doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fight. And you know, it could be yeah. like him coming up to him and saying, you know, you know what what happened? You know, did it, did I get you or did you get me? You know, right? It may not be a just I'm going to go up there. Well, that's kind of how I approached him. Watch <laughs> your hands, man. Sorry, there's an ant over here, and he's really making me angry. But, uh, but no, I mean, and I have no problem with a driver approach a driver. I really don't. And like I said, sometimes that's the best way to get it handled and, uh, over on, the, with. on the front stretch too. Yeah. Earl Baltus. Yeah. I, 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 I said for two years, I want to get a ring and just put it in the infield yep. and afterwards we'll just have matches and, you know, call them out. Yep. I mean, I mean, the fans love it. I mean, who, who wouldn't, but, uh, you know, uh, but you don't need, you know, it don't need to be a Royal rumble. It just needs to be one-on-one. And it had to be in front of a huge crowd. Oh yeah, yep, and and alive is the only streaming sprint car race in the world that night. So, uh, <laughs> that, stage. I, I heard. Uh, I've heard. Uh, I've trust me. I've got tons of phone calls. And when I say tons, I mean tons. Uh, I heard uh, a group of World Outlaw people were, uh, you know, out in the 
South Dakota or North Dakota or that and had on a big screen. Oh, <laughs> all watching. So uh, there's a lot of eyes on it for sure. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think it is this this year with uh, with that kind of a thing going on? Is it did the hot temperatures making uh, hot hot tempers? I think uh, you see it a lot, especially down south. I mean, uh, thank God nobody had a wrench or a tire iron like they do in some of those Tennessee videos you see or yeah. <laughs> Florida or wherever. But uh, um, one, I, I seriously think uh, people are cooped up for a year. You know, and they get out and it's just kind of, you know, they're out. And, and I, I think that's a lot to do with it. And and we all know the cost is going up, but uh, it just seems to be a lot more of it this year. And, uh, you know, people weren't seen for a year and uh, we had cameras and huge money. I mean, like I said, normal purse for them are, you know, with B main is usually 6,000 and weighs 19,000. So uh, that's, that's my other question. Do you think the, the money, the, the high, yeah. The, do you think the money is, uh, Oh, motivation for this kind of thing? I'd say a little bit uh, on the other night because right there is front row and uh, top two redraw. So, uh, you know, that could have been uh, – they could have been on the front row of the A-Main depending on the redraw. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears. And, again, I uh, appreciate you coming on and, and kind of walking us uh, through that deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – uh, to me, as well as things, I, I'm sure Ron's seen a lot. And like I said, I have no problem. Ron's with, been part uh, of it before, I think. I, <laughs> I, my, my race, I guarantee you, I will be sometimes. <laughs> Real quick, uh, a lot of years ago, uh, I was racing down at a pretty well-known track down in southern Ohio. And uh, a guy had gotten into me, and I, I walked down to his pit, and I said, hey, where's the driver? And uh, they said, oh, he's running his modified. I said, well, when he comes back in, Tell him to stay the hell away from the 35 car. Well, <laughs> about two rows behind us said, you, you're the son of a bitch that ran into my brother. <laughs> and he jumped over about four people, and he and I are wrestling on the ground. Somebody grabbed my son, Steve, and we're rolling on the ground. And uh, over the PA system, we hear, we need security to the pits. So I grabbed Steve, and he and I are walking away. And Dwayne, they're still fighting. I got no idea what was going on. We're gone. I um, I'm gonna fight. say there was one time. You know, I wasn't racing. I was actually a fan, and I may have had some alcohol. What? <laughs> I'm walking through no. the pits. Yeah, I'm walking through the pits, and there's a the Hornet division's all fighting, and they're all and I'm walking right by it, not even paying attention, and all of a sudden. Somebody pushes me, and they fell on my feet. So I may have nudged them out of the way a little bit and just kept walking, and everybody's laughing at me because they're like, you just kind of casually just, like, got in the middle of that and got pushed around, <laughs> moved a guy, and just kind of walked out. <laughs> like, I didn't even know what the hell was going on. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about the, the AFCS. Uh, how, how many more races uh, do we have left to go this two. season? Two. Just Championship two. weekend. Uh September 10th and 11th, uh, Friday at Attica, Saturday at Fremont. Okay. And, uh, and then, how much, uh, how much to win those? Well, uh, 4,000 on Friday and it's supposed to be 5,000 on Saturday, uh, for the four tens. And I think, uh, it's a thousand for each one of them for three Oh five. So, uh, uh, DJ Foose leading the four tens, Paul Weaver to three Oh five. So, uh, uh, they, I mean, the championship's not locked up yet. The uh, Weaver's got a 66-point lead and DJ around a 60-point lead. So, um, you know, uh, they, 
if they have a good night, uh, the first night, it's going to be hard to beat them. Uh, but, uh, you know, as we all know, anything can happen. That's why we race them each night. That's it. Anything did happen on Tuesday. Do you think anything like that's going to happen uh, in that final uh, weekend for the AFCS? Uh, you never know. I, mean, <laughs> I think we're going to have more fans. I was going to say, do you think that's going to help? I mean, bring more people oh, yeah. out just to see, because they'll be like, maybe that's going to happen again. Oh, the fans were cheering big time. I mean, they was. Oh, they, I'll bet they, they were going it. nuts. They was. They, they was. they was loving it, which, uh, you know, uh, I think it'll sell tickets for sure. I mean, uh, when we've had uh, other videos that we haven't had that, but uh, close racing, uh, some people's came out. So I know people's paying attention and watching and, um, you know, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens with that deal. But, um, well, and you know. Dwayne, that was a question that I had. Um, obviously there were a lot of people in the grandstands that were not traditional race fans, right? They were there because of the fair. Yep. And how many of those people are going to show up at the races now thinking that, well, this is what we do. <laughs> oh, oh, I think, uh, or, or, or think watching be, for a replay. Yep. I think there'll be some, I, yeah. I definitely think there will be. I think they'll be disappointed. Nah. Um, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> there won't be if it's good races. There you go. There you go. You know, you never know. I mean, uh, who knows? But uh, uh, the green light's there for it to happen again, for sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you left it wide open. So uh, um, you got to expect it again if you leave it wide open, so, in my opinion. So uh, AFCS uh, next season, uh, will we see the, the AFCS uh, come back? Hopefully. Okay. It seems to be uh, pretty strong. Yes, brought to you by the WWE. There you go. <laughs> we'll see what happens. There's uh we'll see what happens. I I'm just say hopefully right now. Uh I may have been a little upset the other night <laughs> with some stuff, but uh uh you know that happens, but uh hopefully it'll be back. We'll, we'll, I mean, I we have a great thing going and we have excellent supporters that believe in what we're doing. That uh, that's obvious cuz uh it was bigger than I even thought. I mean, my goal was if we could get five thousand dollars extra, that'd be a dream to me. And we ended up with almost twelve thousand dollars extra. That, that's a little over amazing. twelve thousand extra. So, uh, I mean, that far exceeded. I mean, the three hundred fives deserve it too. To me, I mean, they pay. It's just like the bombers or the sportsmen or anything else. They pay, you know, everything the same, uh, especially in a sprint car. Everything's interchangeable. The only difference is the engine. You're buying the same wings, same tires, same shocks, you know, same torsion bar, same everything. Uh, so they don't give you a discount because it's 305. So um, Just a lot less money at the pay window. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot less. So it was cool, uh, you know, to uh, to have that and uh, have one of our 305 guys. Uh, heck, he's ran more truck races than he has uh, 305s this year. And uh, that's how he got an extra 100 bucks from the Hall of Fame they did uh, – any any track champion from Fremont Speedway, whatever division, an AFCS track champ, they got a hundred dollar bonus if they won. So that's how Shawnee got a little over fifty one hundred bucks, and uh, yeah, it's a huge win. And yeah, and, I mean, we had we had thirty seven cars, and thirty three out of thirty seven got some type of bonus. That's nice. That's Drivers awesome. like that. Yes, and uh, some of them are. I mean. Uh, like uh, the Napa Auto Parts from that region, that was a late late donation from Fremont, uh, Napa, Attica, Napa, Clyde, uh, Bellevue, uh, Lyria. Not sure uh, what all ones uh, Farmer owns there, but uh, $100 to the last 10 starting spots. Oh, all right. Not, not finishing spots, starting spots. Uh, Guild Construction came on at the end uh, that helped push it to 4000 So, uh, 
yeah, it was a, it was good. Uh, I, all the sport was amazing, and just, oh, they thought I was nuts when I said lap money. And then when I said we're going to do fifty bucks a lap and pay first, second, and third, everybody's like, "Oh, you won't ever sell that." It sold out in twenty three hours. Wow, was this the uh, the first uh, fair race, the Tuesday night deal that's been a AFCS event? Yes. Okay. That's the first one they've ran in four years, too. I think they've yeah, all got been, rained out. Yeah, they don't usually have good luck with the weather, but the, they yeah. got lucked More out COVID. this year. Yeah, COVID, yeah I, don't yeah. We'll do a, I don't know if we'll do a fair race again. But, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to take it to uh, take it to um, uh, like just one of our rugger shows. I mean, this I needed a platform because people – I've been wanting to do a big 305 show for three years. Everybody says, well, nobody wants to put a ton of money in 305s. Obviously, uh, I was right and they was wrong. I'll say it. <laughs> and, uh, How do you really feel about it, Dwayne? Well, I don't usually pat myself on the back, but uh, I've said if you push it, they will pay the 305 guys if you, if you push it. I mean, you know, and uh, so I, we needed a stage to start it off, and now I'd like to take it because there's, there's a lot of controversy, and – 100%. Some of it was my fault because the 410 drivers came in there and it was a full points race. But I said, you know, um, I had to take what they gave me for a b- big stage. And, um, you know, we and we couldn't tell. To me, you can't tell somebody they can't come show up and race. So, you know, some of the regulars were mad because there's letting 410 drivers race in it. And it was a full point show and all that. But it's like we needed to do that this year to show the sponsors, people, and everything that, hey, there can be a big four or a 305 race. And now let's take that, put it with, you know, maybe our season championship night or uh, sometime during the season and give the 305s a race like this. But, uh, you know, uh, where some of the invaders won't come in. And at the end of the day, you had a first time winner in the 305 class. Yes, exactly. That's, exactly. That had to yeah. shut the naysayers up. Yep, exactly. One, well, let's think a couple of them's been a couple of four ten drivers have been practicing and they haven't won yet, you know. And uh, so, you know, and it's kind of you're coming into their they're coming into your world now. So uh, sure. you got the advantage, I think, you know. All right, Dwayne. Well, you're Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has he won in a three hundred five yet? I don't know. Uh, I was messing with some people, you know, because. I was complaining about four tens. I said, well, heck, I got Larson a ride, so I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dwayne, we appreciate you you coming on. You can be heard uh, on the throttle uh, Mondays uh, t- and Dirt Nerds. Uh, you're yes. like everywhere. Uh, give us uh, where, where people can catch yes. you. On the throttle, uh, we live stream, um, uh, tune in app or the WQCT uh, 96.5 FM Brown Ohio um, website Mondays just after the new news. Uh, Dirt Nerds, uh, we do it Monday nights, usually out uh, Tuesday morning. And then um, got got the new deal, uh, trying to help Larry Bowes this year with the Rumble Series. So uh, That's right. hopefully we can take some of these sponsors and people uh, to Rumble this year and uh, help out Larry there and get some money from the midget guys and mini sprint guys and everything else there. So, uh, But, of course, the AFCS deal. Uh-oh. There's a rumor. I, I, I got to clear up a rumor. Okay. Is there any truth to the fact that the new competition director for the AFCS in 2022 is none other than Randy LaJoy? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. That's all I wanted to know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I might I, I might drive. I might go for rookie of the year. Oh. Well, Randy's yeah. got to no. <laughs> 
If if you do, I want to see you get in a fight on the front stretch. Oh, I will. Okay. Trust me. It might be with myself, but <laughs> punch himself in the face. Because I know, I know one thing. If I do drive something, I'm gonna junk something. There's no doubt. Heck, I, I my own car yesterday. I can't even drive down the highway without junking something. I mean, well, that's right. I saw that picture. Was that you? That was that your fault, or what happened there? Well, yeah. oh. that's a good question. <laughs> I got sighted, but uh -uh. Um, I was behind a uh, painting crew, and, you know, stoplight was blocked, and I always thought when they're behind you waving, you know, behind the paint, the guy in the back waving cars by, usually when he waved, that meant go, but obviously it didn't, it didn't mean good turn left, because <laughs> <laughs> I went about 10 feet and fucked the minivan head on. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You're okay, right? You okay? Oh, I'm sore. Yeah, I just, you know, probably feel like some of those guys uh, did uh, Wednesday morning. <laughs> should have been wearing your Hans device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, probably would have helped. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, and I thank you guys for having me on. But, yeah, it was a great, I mean, all in all, our end, it went great. I mean, when I, like I said, uh, my goal was if we get $5,000 extra and we ended up with $12,000 extra. So, um I mean, you can't complain about that. Congratulations and, uh, yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, That's awesome. You know, a lot of people are talking about the fight, obviously, and, and I'm not upset that the fight happened. I'm upset that it turned into Royal Rumble and nothing got done about it. I mean, but um, that happens, uh, you know. Um, when you're just the guy getting the money, sometimes that happens. <laughs> gotcha. Well, they've got a couple of weeks to react. Right. That's right. Right. They are off yeah. like, till, uh is that is the September 11th? Okay, that's uh, our season championships are next show. Gotcha. So. so yeah, well maybe maybe something will happen between. Hey, them. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm not afraid to get a ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you guys could organize that for the the final yeah. night. There. Well, yeah, I mean you know make a charge I know. extra for the tickets. Well, maybe Jerry and I can uh, square off. I know he'll have a tag team partner named Randy, and I don't know who I'll get. <laughs> maybe I'll get Jack Hewitt. Oh, no, 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 no. I want nothing to do with Jack. I might have to skip out on Oak Chain just to see this. That's a butt whipping I want. No part of Can we have a steel cage match? Do they still we could. do those? We could. Or usually, match or something, you know. Dwayne's steel cage matches usually have mud involved, and I, I just, it's not good. <laughs> All right, Dwayne, we're gonna we're, we gotta let you go here so we can move on. All right, thanks for having me on, and uh, as always, uh, it's always good. Uh, you guys always put on a good show. Thanks, man. Thank you, you too. Dwayne. Yep. See you, bro. See you, Dwayne. See ya. Dwayne Hancock again uh, there of the uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series for the four tens and three oh fives. With uh, yeah, hopefully that fight doesn't overshadow the uh, the good race there with yeah. uh, Sean Valeni picking up his uh, first win. At the uh, Fairworks. But then, like you said, it's been a few years since they've gotten a Tuesday night race in for the fair race because I think they always get bad weather. Something, yeah. Yeah. So this time, uh, Ryan Weekman played nice. Well, we'll check out that weekend weather pit stop here in just a moment. Before we get to that, uh, let's check out our Twitter poll results. Then we'll uh, do the uh, how many, find, find out who the winner was from last week. We had a tie. We're going to have to do a tiebreaker. Uh, but uh, this week's Twitter poll, again, you can follow us. At uh, Hammer Report on Twitter. I'm stalling as I find the 
thing here and I click there and yep, that's the one. I gotta go back over here and click on this. There it is. Uh, are you a fan of local tracks running races on weeknights in addition to uh, regular weekend shows? And uh, yes, people like it, especially. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know if Tuesday night's event at Fremont had <laughs> any. Yeah, any, maybe. Uh, Wait on that or not, but uh, overwhelming uh, majority said, uh, yeah, and uh, quite a bit said uh, they don't care either. So there you go. Next week's Twitter poll. Um, well, no spoilers. You'll, have, you'll just have to follow at Hammer Report for, for next week's Twitter poll. Uh, let's get rid of that. Um, make sure to give uh, Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. Race Cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. That guy, yeah, right? There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually got to point the right way. Uh, yeah, and uh, bolts to hold uh, your... Uh, Caliper, cal- your brake rotor, brake to, rotor the, on. to yeah. the hat. Yeah. yeah. He's got them. He's the guy to call. Scott, al- Scott almost had a catastrophic failure. That would be bad. <laughs> Scott noticed he only had two bolts holding and, and six holes that didn't have anything in it that attached the rotor oh, to... Yeah, so... If it was one, that would have been bad. Two was good. Uh, anyway, last week's how many was how many 305s were we going to have Tuesday night at Fremont? And the uh, as Dwayne had mentioned, the number was 37. Uh, you weren't here to uh, to uh, vote for that or to put your number. I would have said 37. I'm sure you would have. Uh, yeah, no question. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I went under Ron. He said 30. I said 29. So Ron was closest uh, for, oh, for the yes. show. So congratulations on that. And our online winner... We actually had a three-way tie. Um, how do I do this? Let's stop that. Uh, so we're going to have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel. It's been a while since we did that. Let's do this. There's the wheel. Name. There we go. So we have uh, our three winners, or our three finalists, I guess you could say. Uh, Jacob Gilbert, John Young, and Craig Dittman, our guest last week, Woo-hoo. actually guessed correctly so he won. on this. Well, uh, well, he, he guessed after he wasn't on the show when he guessed, so oh, he put okay. his guess in the comments. So let's find out who's going to win the Big D's pizza by uh, spinning the Big D's pizza wheel, which I guess, whoops, I hit the wrong button. i got to go back over here to uh, spin that. Not used to using your computer, Ron. <laughs> okay, spin in, and it's going to be Jacob Gilbert. He's our how many winner, and he gets himself a Big D's pizza. Get a hold of Dean Henry or myself, and uh, we'll hook you up uh, with that. So, there's your uh, how many for last week. This week's how many with the uh, late model, the Attica Oakshade, Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series. We got two events. You got one at uh, Attica Friday night, then they're at uh, Oakshade on Saturday, and also the addition of an American Late Model Series event, 2000 to win for it. How many late models are we going to have at Oakshade on, I almost said Tuesday night, on Saturday night? So you're really pushing that midweek stuff. I am. Aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> we're running every night, five nights a week. So uh, Ron, you won. You get to you get to pick first, and uh, I know you 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 have uh, control over at least one of those cars that'll be there or won't be two, there, or two, two. Okay, yeah, really. Um, wow. P- p- putting putting the uh, Sunoco series in there. 36. 36, okay. Jerry? What do you got, Jerry? 
31. Okay. I am going to have to... And you kind of put me in a box here. I'm going to go with 33, <laughs> right in the middle. Oh, I no, know. no, no, no I'm not going to go. I'm going to go 30. Nope, I didn't sorry. write it down yet. I didn't write oh, it down. So yeah, right. But, but if Jerry... I'm or... going with 35. I'm still right in the middle. I'm just going closer to what you picked. 35. So I think it's... I think your number's pretty good. Um, I'm thinking you get a black flag for changing your... <laughs> I can't reach it. It's way over there, and Matt's too far away. So, too bad. I think you're stuck with 33, but we'll give you a, we'll give you a pass on this. I get my position back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Somebody tapped out. Uh, if you'd like to uh, <laughs> play along for a chance to win a Big D's pizza, just put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live broadcast. Uh, like I said, if you're listening to us not live, you can just come back to our uh, – the videos are on our Facebook or YouTube, and go ahead and put your comment in there. Just do it before, we'll say, Saturday at noon. We'll give, give you a little extra time there because I don't think weather is going to be a factor this weekend. Uh, speaking of which, we'll hear from Ryan Weekman here in just a moment. First, uh, it's time for your uh, Big D's Pizza racing menu for the weekend. Of course, Attica Raceway Park in action tomorrow night with uh, Columbus Equipment Central Ohio Farmers Night presented by Integrity Auto and Truck Series of Bucyrus. That's just the sponsors. Four tens are in action. Attica Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series in action. 305 Sprints as well. Gates open at 5, racing at 745. General admission is uh, 18 bucks. Uh, Friday night, that's your uh, your only thing on the menu on Friday. Saturday, uh, menu's a little bit bigger here. We got Flat Rock Speedway with the Vault Enduro 250 Championship plus Street Stocks in action. Front gates open at 4.30, racing at 6 at Flat Rock. So they're starting an er- hour earlier at Flat Rock. General admission is uh, 15 bucks, and they do have a rain date just in case, what they won't probably need. Uh, but they'll run Sunday at 1 p.m. if they do happen to get rained out. As we mentioned, Oakshade Raceway. With the uh, Attica Oakshade, drop my damn pen. I'm having to screw it. I'm just going to leave it down there. Uh, Atta- Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series uh, plus American Late Model Series, 2,000 to win. Sportsman Bombers and Compacts in action as well. Gates open a four racing at seven. $14 general admission there. Shady Bowl Speedway, it's the Ohio 300 Late Model Race number three, right? Yes? Yep. Okay. Yep. Four, plus, there's four 75 lap races that add up to the Ohio 300. This is the third of the four. Yep. And, uh, $2,000 to win. Oh, I did Ooh. not know that. Bobby Jack's Memorial, Steve Brandenberry Memorial. Is that for the street stocks? Yep, Steve Brandenberry Memorial for the street stocks. Also going to have the uh, Wooten Automotive and Towing Modifieds in action. And I can't wait for the Wet n' Wild 75 Enduro. Yeah, I saw uh, that. What, 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 what Are they going to water the track down or something? What is this? We're going to wet the track. There's maybe some super soakers involved. The fans have been encouraged to bring water balloons. So it's kind of like uh, it's like the hangover race in warm weather. I like this idea. Yes. Yes. I actually have 200 balloons that I'm going to have in the tower that we have a roof out front and a slingshot. I'm going to be shooting them off the roof at the, the teams. And uh, I did see a uh, one of our uh, fans and actually a crew member They've already started filling their water balloons. They have 1,600 oh. water balloons that oh. they're bringing oh. for Saturday. Now, are you trying to convince drivers not to show up for this race? Because that does not sound like that's something I want to be hit. Well, the driver that gets hit with the most water balloons gets an extra $50. Oh. 
Who's the scorer in charge of keeping track of that? How was, was somebody bringing, with, with, with potentially 2,000 water balloons, who can count? Wow. All right. Well, that's going on. I think it's going to be a good time. I, I, you know, we're looking forward to it. I'm just, I just hope it doesn't get too out of hand, but it will be at the end of the night. So we'll get to, to have, like I said, the Bobby Jackson Memorial and the Steve Brandenberry Memorial honor two of the Shady Bulls best in, in history and, well, and think, go from there. I think they picked the right night for it with uh, the temperatures. I think it's going to be. Yes. Yeah. Grandstands open at uh, four racing at seven there. And I believe the general admission was 15 bucks for that. Yep, 15 for adult general admission. Uh, seniors and ages, I want to say it's 8 to 15 are $7. And then, yeah, All right. kids, 7 and under free. Sandusky Speedway also in action. It's the Tim Ensign uh, Memorial Race with the Ohio Wheelman Series again back in action. Modifieds, Renegades, Beginner Stocks as well. Gates of Four, Racing at 7, General Admission, 15 bucks. Montpelier Motor Speedway, uh, the Dirt Track Truck Series in action. With the uh, UMP modified Super Stocks and Hornets gates open at 4:45, racing at 7:30. General admission there, $15 as well. Larry Bo's uh, busy guy with that and uh, working on the Rumble. Uh, if you're planning on heading out to the track, uh, check this out. This is your weekend weather pit stop with uh, WTOL's Ryan Weekman. Hello, Scott. Let's start off Friday at Attica, where temperatures uh, at uh, gate opening 5 p.m. are likely going to be in the low 90s, a heat index in the upper 90s. Race start at 745, still going to be pretty hot and muggy. Do expect that uh, chance for a couple pop-up showers or thunderstorms, but uh, more likely than not going to be just fine. Same goes for Saturday, just plain old hot for Flat Rock, Oakshade, Shady Bowl, Sandusky, and Montpelier. Going to be a hot evening once again. Afternoon highs will be well into the 90s, a heat index close to 100 degrees with only slight cooling by the time most of those races start between 6 and 7.30 p.m. Slight chance for a few more downpours. Get that first alert weather app. Skies get dark. We'll send you notifications, keep you one step ahead of any thunderstorms. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Oh, wait. I forgot to have him drive away. Yeah, he's a little, little slow. You're supposed to leave, Ryan. Get out. Go. Go. <laughs> There you go. Jackman forgot to drop the car, I think. So he didn't know he was supposed to go. Yeah, went over that way. Wait. Yeah. That way is the opposite way that Jerry was looking. So. I heard him go that way. He went that way. I heard him go that way. Well, you got to remember, I'm the south of you guys. You're at the north. We're looking different directions right now. I could turn my. Your headphone, that's an L on your right ear. So that's why. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, uh, our field correspondent, Matt Swanner, John Young, Doug Doc. Um, uh, we do have our uh, Hammer Down Hotline playback. And actually, here's a, a good thing if you want to – what what are you what are you pointing at? In, in the uh, chat, Dan, Dan Henning's running uh, Oakshade for the first time this Saturday oh. in the 74D Bomber. So good luck Ooh, to Dan all right. everybody Fremont. else racing this weekend. That could be fun. He's a Fremont truck racer, right? Yes. I do believe. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there was a yeah, – if for some reason Ryan Weekman has missed the ball in this forecast and we should get rained out at Shady Bowl, you will find me at Montpelier in the RK1 truck. All right. Oh, boy. Jerry can go racing. Uh, uh, I've, uh, Alan Markey contacted me, was it last week or something, about the, the 97 late model. 
and I don't remember if I shared this or if I was allowed to, but he's posted it now. Chris Keller is going to be behind the wheel of the uh, 97 car this weekend for the American uh, Late Mile Series event oh and boy. for the rest of the season. That could be fun. Because uh, Terry Rushlow, uh, he lost his driver to a, another team. Uh, they're good friends and everything, but uh, he was wooed away from him, yeah. I guess. So he's to, to honor <laughs> his sponsors, he's, uh, he's, got, uh, he's got a decent driver behind the wheel there. I mean, it should That's have been a heck of a shoot. Should have been me or or Jerry or you already yeah. have a car, so you don't need that. But yeah. uh, but Chris is probably a good probably a good choice. Yeah. So I mean, if you're going to go go to the third choice, I mean, because obviously you're busy in the tower and I'm busy announcing at Shady Bowl, so you know he, he had to go with go with number three. There you go. Uh, if you want to leave us a message on the Hammerdown Hotline, uh, it's a good uh, place to voice your opinion for uh, maybe what uh, went down at uh, Fremont uh, this past weekend, uh, give us a call, 419-318, or this past weekend, this past Tuesday, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. Uh, call anytime, day or night. We'll uh, play that back on the show the following week. And uh, we do have a hammer down hotline for this week. Which uh, kind of picked on a, a couple of tracks here, and uh, I changed the name to protect the innocent. But uh, yeah, here's uh, your hammer down. Uh, let me preface this by saying that the uh, the opinions uh, expressed in the hammer down hotline do not necessarily reflect those of the hammer down racing report staff, on air personalities. Whatever we are. Yeah. Here you go. Here's this week's <laughs> Hammer Down Hotline. Good afternoon, Hammer Down Hotline. Long time listener. Second time caller. My questions are what is going to get someone hurt quicker? Is it going to be the hole in turn one where you see the undercarriage of every other car that hits it or the complete, absolute disaster in the bike stand? That man is dangerous to the sport, and something should be done. I mean, for the love of God, you have a term off and it's top of one and two facing the wrong way on the track for two laps before he throws a caution. Or in the main this weekend, a lot of cars sit spun out on the back stretch. All the other competitors acknowledge the car spun out before the flagman even thought about throwing the elbow. Thanks for your time. Gentlemen, have a great evening. Scott. Congratulations on the top 10 this past week. And, Ron, where did you finish again? Oh, wait, that's right. The evening was after your bedtime that Mrs. Miller had already prepared your warm milk, and you were able to sit in the trailer and enjoy it and watch the racing. Once again, gentlemen, have a great evening. Bye. Hello. I sure hope they end up getting that straightened out at the LVU. Where they had that very terrible incident on the front stretch where they should have threw out all involved and they didn't do it because they should have stood behind the race promoter and they didn't. But that's why will never change. It'll always be the same. Names were protected to protect the innocent there. Ouch. Uh, one thing, uh, though, uh, for that first caller there about uh, 
the uh, the cautions, I guess, uh, the which I can speak from experience where where I happen to race, where the receivers uh, usually the primary communication to the drivers. So we know the yellow is out, whatever the flagman is 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 doing there, uh, well before and any of that. So that's one one thing. Um, yeah, that's all I. Got. That's where the the flagman. And the, headset or not should have a receiver yeah. under under the headset. And I or, agree with that, and because uh, yeah, and yeah, there's places where they don't, so they can't hear the communication going out to the drivers, and you know, so they're oblivious to to that fact. Well, Scott, you, you're up in the tower. Um, I, I, a lot of racers believe that all the caution flags are called called from the tower rather than the flagman. Um, no, not all of them. Okay. I mean, yeah. a lot of times the flag person can, especially when it when it gets dark, uh, you know, and the primarily their scorers up in the tower. They're not right. watching right. for for wrecks or anything. They're watching numbers go by, especially in yep. the features. They're pretty busy, so it's primarily uh, either guys in the infield in the uh, the tow trucks or, or or it comes from the flag stand. All right. I, I'm a firm believer that there should be two bodies in the flag stand. And I totally agree. Race the track. I totally agree. The, uh, the flagman's primary responsibility is to watch the cars coming at him. He needs another set of eyes to uh, watch the other end of the racetrack. Absolutely. All right. There you go. Did, was there any other questions that we needed to address there? Bumpy, uh, bumpy tracks, a lot of tracks have had uh, issues this year. Um, I'm not we, going We did it at Lima. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's just one of those things, and it's the same conditions for everybody, and everybody has a choice as to you know they you can race or you don't have to race. And I've I've known drivers that have packed up and uh, said they they're not going to race. So I mean, yeah, you know nobody's been a track I raced at this year that I love one hundred percent, and I knew what I was getting into, and it's that the issue was there before I got there, and I knew it, and I I still love racing there. So yeah, so there you go. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds good. That's a good point to uh, get the hell out of here, I think. What do you think? I think so, too. <laughs> Been an interesting show. Uh, thanks again to Cole Duncan and Dwayne Hancock for joining us tonight. Uh, next week, we'll be back in action 7 o'clock Thursday night. It's a uh, it's a weeknight r- racing program. Yeah. So, good thing. Wow. Good thing everybody voted yes to weeknight racing programs. Uh, yeah. D- did we? Well, did, uh, oh, did you oh. not? I can't say I you suck. That, that you're out. Eight that eight point two percent. I think that might have been me. <laughs> um, get your backside track side wherever you go. Get to your local track. Support your local racers. Am I getting the meatball flag or am I getting the black flag? Ah, there's the black. Flag. Okay. I grabbed the wrong flag. <laughs> they were right next to each other. There you go. You've been black flagged. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Oak Shape Raceway. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, and Dipman Motorsports. Uh, make sure to uh, check out our website, HammerdownRacingReport.com, and we'll be back next week. And uh, like Jerry said, get out to the track this weekend. Yeah. Race season's getting uh, getting a little... That's, that's uh, kind of winding down, yeah, sort of. We're, we're starting to get towards the back into this season and then yeah I, but the temperature you, sure don't believe it no, no. Uh, I, I can't wait for some of these uh cooler weather 
races coming up. You got it. Over the next couple months. Monster Mash is looking real nice right about now. Yeah. Hangover race. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Other than last year's hangover yeah. race. I never want to replay nope. that one. All right. We're out. So you, you had a what hangover? What? Oh, yeah. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.